This spring air kusmaka is smell. All these varieties of enjoyment make life very pleasing and thus we become captivated by material existence. Without even paying for it. 
So as Pranabhu uh, mentioned, the the source of this is also coming from the Lord. Srimad Bhagavatam 1.1.1 purport, Prabhupada clearly explains that this Adi Rasa is coming from Krishna. He is the uh, originator and this mellow Rasa comes from him. Now in this verse and purport, the favorable conditions are described, which is sense, touch, um, fragrance, form, and all that is described. So you have a favorable, uh, your body growth has happened, and then there is a corresponding situation around you are favorable, and then you see the sense object. Anyone enjoy? Because this is the topmost enjoyment, the sex, impulse and sex, pleasure. It has a potency to um, bewilder the living being. We will look at the rupas which we describe this spiritual and how that is a pure form of um, this enjoyment in the spiritual world which is described in the purpose as to how in the material world a person enjoys sex for few minutes and after that it becomes distasteful. Whereas the same pleasure is experienced in the spiritual world forever and in a newer and a newer and a newer fashion. So this is the original version of the sex desire. Where it's not perverted and it is not going to come to an end, but it is newer and newer. And because spiritual world is eternal and you as a living being are also eternal, you enjoy such uh, pleasure. And Krishna is described as the spiritual cupid, as the ever fresh, ever peaceful person who gives that unlimited pleasure to the living uh, entities around him in the spiritual world. So we describe how Krishna is a person who gives pleasure and he also delicious. And what about living entities? Living entities also have the same propensity of seeking pleasure, bliss, always looking for happiness. So this desire for pleasure is part of the soul. And the feelings, they are part of our spiritual nature. Therefore, sexual desires are not something that's unreal and something that can be killed because desires cannot be killed. Only a dead man can be without desires, Prabhupada says. Our mind is attached to something else. Mind cannot be detached. We have got so many desires, so mind's business is to become Attached. Therefore, I accept something, I reject something. This is my business. So you cannot become zero. You cannot become desireless. That is not possible. 
If I'm desirous, then I'm a dead man. So we have established that Krishna is full of pleasure, the living entity is also seeking pleasure, and this pleasure-seeking propensity is part of the soul. Desires cannot be killed. So if we try to repress this enjoyment propensity, it will come out in the form of anger. Anger is considered as the prelude or the brother of lust. And this came as a point for me to introspect and check myself where I am in the <coughs> how I am progressing. So, That's good principle. I'm talking about what is getting read out 
in the actual schools. Yeah, okay, and after that comes book distribution. Schools. Most of you have attended today's school today, right? You can all speak. What is spread out after that? Then the book score. Book scores, thank you. Small book. And then we say so and so. And then what does we do? We have only uh, crossways. Thank you. No, we are talking. Yeah. Crossways. Gopals, Rades. And every uh, time we say, that's going to be greater. So now what do you see the connection between that and the jivas enjoying the Adi Rasa? You see the connection? Like that's how, by bringing Krishna's energy back and giving it, employing it in Krishna's service, we, jivas, experience Adi Rasa, as simple as that. So you understand the significance of why the particular word is being used for the presence of the Lordships. And sometimes we go through the Emotions, we may not understand the emotions behind it or the actual, uh, the bigger meaning behind it. Lakshmi liberated means we are taking Lakshmi, which is Krishna's energy, which is not being used in his service, we are liberating and uh, putting it back in where she is meant to be. And after that, what do you do? We clap hands, we say, Hari that is the enjoyment. You all have said, Hari Bhagavad having some solvers here to distribute books and bring a lot of Lakshmi. Um, so that's how the jivas um, experience. So that's the process, the bhakti yoga process gives you various engagements by which the jiva can also experience a glimpse of the adhirasa. And that's how the jiva is designed to give pleasure to the Lord and thereby experience pleasure. The famous analogies are the hand is designed to put the foot in the mouth and then ultimately goes to the stomach. The stomach gets nourished, the hand gets nourished. The other example is water in the root of the tree, the whole tree gets nourished. So, that's how the jiva is designed when you give pleasure to Krishna and that by you also experience pleasure. So the logic is take Krishna's energy, employ it in Krishna's service, and by seeing Krishna happy, you also become happy. That's how you feel pleasure. And this principle applies to Lakshmi and Sitaram, all the expansions of the Lord. So that's how one of the sovereign devotees, Hanuman, some of you may not know him, he is um, a very devoted servant of Lord Ram. Lord Ram is another form of Lord Krishna. So even though the mood of Hanuman is more of a servant in the Dasya Rasa, the mellow of he experienced the biggest pleasure by uniting Sita with Lord Ram. 
You have read stories about Ramayana, so some of you may be familiar. So, Hanuman being the situated in a platform of servitorship and being a celibate single person, he is also experiencing the rasa by uniting Sita with Lord Ram. In our daily practice of sadhana, we also have the same opportunity which someone has to reunite uh, Radha and Krishna. And that begins with the with this organ, which is the tongue. When you allow your tongue to vibrate the Hare Krishna mantra and you make sure that all the other um, your mental, intellectual, all that is in line with the sense organ and then you vibrate the Hare Krishna mantra. So you are creating a platform whereby Krishna and Radha are coming and uniting and that becomes a pleasure giving activity for Radha Krishna and by that you also relish the pleasure. So this activity of giving pleasure to Krishna is embedded in all the services uh, that we do. One has to be conscious of it and do it um, with the mood of pleasing the Lord. Here I am preaching to myself. Um, I have not sampled my plushy desires, but I am sincerely trying and be guided of the senior devotees and when I trip and fall down, I take the help of the spiritual master and other questions. So, Hanuman has been a great inspiration for me personally from the childhood. how he was not deterred by the various allusions that he has to face and despite the fact that so many uh, distractions were there, he was just focused on the mission of reuniting Sita with Lord So now we have time to problem and then we are trying to look at how do we turn the lust back into love, which kind of touched upon the bhakti yoga process, embeds this, um, this. So, to be more specific, bhakti yoga process is trying to turn your desires, which are more selfish, self-centered, and for purificatory purposes, it is turning your desires and more specifically, if you want to control your desires, you need to look out for what you're getting attached to, your attachments, what you're getting emotionally attached to, that has to change. So first we understood we can't kill desires, desires have to be purified. So for purifying desires, we need to um, change what we're getting attached to. Now here comes Bhakti over process and gives us various avenues for us to um, focus our attachment to various activities. Again, coming back to what Chagrego announced. There's a Diwali celebration happening, there's so many services, there's a stall, a book distribution, a distribution. All these activities 
there, and because desires have energy, and uh, it's not some intellectual thing, and they have a lot of emotions attached to it, and it's not just a belief that you can push it away, there's a lot of energy, and here's a lot of your process has got a lot of avenues for where the energy can be <coughs> used. So the solution is that you tax your brain in various ways by which you can engage in Krishna's service. That's quoted in the 18.66 purport. Um, so this brain taxation, if you engage in Krishna's service, how to spread Krishna consciousness, how to convince people about Krishna, how to take them to Krishna's desire, so that brain taxing is required. And that is the solution. <coughs> so you have energy in one side and then you have a lot of services in one side. And that's why when I was preparing for this, only when came for taking a trip out, and you're saying, Prabhu, I have too many services, Prabhu, I'm so tired. And quite young. I said, well, that's the theme of today's, uh, today's topic, about engaging your beautiful energy in various services, so that <coughs> you don't have time to space out or get sidetracked. <coughs> the solution we have understood, but still we are in a conditioned state. So how do we apply this solution in our conditioned state? Because the um, merciful aspect of the Lord is brought out as we saw uh, in the, um, the third canto and the creation is described. Even the sense organs, everything is coming from the Lord. Every sense organ, including the genitals, it comes from the Lord. And the pressure of importance that's there in the genitals, that's also given by the Lord. So He is allowing us to enjoy. Even though that's His energy, He is allowing us to enjoy. That's His kindness. If you own something and somebody is trying to steal it from you and enjoy it, you wouldn't have good feelings towards that person. But Krishna is kind. He is allowing us to enjoy His energy. That's the mercy aspect of the Lord, but Krishna is also intelligent. He is going to add some kind of responsibility for taking up for that enjoyment. Whenever you get some enjoyment, it also comes with some responsibility. And that taking up responsibility, that's where the uh, solution is. And that solution comes in two options. One option which is widely used is to use that natural attraction between male and female in a way that is um, suitable for Krishna's service. Where Krishna has um, created this Varnashram where you get married and that sexual energy which is there it is getting properly used. Krishna is writing the Gita that Dharma Vrita Bhuteshu Kamos Kamos Nibara Darshaka. 
Chess life is not contradictory to resistance, so that's me. So Prabhupada has uh, designed a Vyasa life in such a way that you go through purification before you conceive the child. And then after that you conceive the child, then comes the responsibility towards your spouse and the children. So that enjoyment, Krishna is also making it as a purificatory process, more specifically is making it as a sacrifice or a yajna. So you have to sacrifice your time, energy for your spouse and children. So enjoyment is there, at the same time Krishna being intelligently puts the process of purification whereby you uh, are not in the mood of just taking, taking, taking. That is more of the uh, lusty mentality whereas in family life you need to be also giving, giving your time and energy to your wife and children. So that's the uh, solution whereby the energy is used in Krishna's service to produce Krishna conscious children. And in that process, one can actually experience Krishna. So that's why it's crucial um, to take the guidance of the spiritual master in whichever ashram is situated so that they will guide you in the right way where how to channel your energy, how to spiritualize it. So other duties of Gryasthas are that they have to earn money to keep themselves, maintain their family and also give in charity. That's also kind of a sacrifice. So the idea of offering items in the fire, that is also sacrifice. But then you are producing Krishna children and offering them to the Lord. And thereby you are using the conditioned state that you have and purify yourself. And this is considered as the, uh, this option is considered as the safe option. And within this one we have uh, a salvation team and other support networks so that you get the proper guidance. There's a Grihasa manual as well, which you can refer so by offering um, Krishna conscious children to the world, to the Lord's service and to the proper service and by offering your heart and wealth in Krishna's service, Bhagavad Gita 18th chapter probably explains that a devotee who goes outside and works and gives his heart and money in Krishna's service is as good as a sannyasi. So those support networks are also there. Um, and Prabhupada also adds caution that even the royal road there will be some uh, accident. So still one still has to be careful. The objective is to get all of the uh, desire to enjoy separately from Krishna. Then second option is that of those who want to uh, remain selfish. Now those who want to remain selfish can they kill their 
that's how we uh, properly utilize the sexual energy. So that um, substance which actually creates a problem when therapeutically, therapeutically applied can fix the problem. So probably the example of diarrhea which is uh, caused by milk can be fixed by yoga preparation. So that's how you experience the Adi Rasa by uniting Krishna's energy in his service and thereby you experience satisfaction. Before this um, section, we read about Lord Shiva and his uh, prayers. In one of the um, prayers, the way uh, Lord Shiva describes it is if you're looking at the form of the Lord, if you're looking at the beauty of Krishna, the various uh, um, angas or the limbs of the Lord, by that one gets satisfied. In the morning, we sing the Govindam. One, one line comes which says, Kandaka Kodi Kamiya Vishesha Shoka. What does that mean? Kandaka Kodi. For the benefit of those who may not understand the meaning, so let's help them out. What does that mean? Kandaka Kodi Kamiya Vishesha Shoka. Kandaka is Cupid, and Cupid is the material version of Krishna. Interestingly, he is Pradyumna, son of Krishna. He is a material Cupid. And then you have a spiritual Cupid who is Krishna himself. So, Krishna is capable of contracting Kandarpa Koti. Koti is gross, is it? So, gross of Cupid can be contracted by looking at the beauty of the Lord, especially the eyebrows of the Lord. So when you take Darshan, um, do that in a prayerful, aware, um, in a very conscious way, that you take in the form of the Lord and into your heart. I'll conclude with this quote, uh, or section from Krishna book, again, chapter 48. This is the past time where Kupja, the hunchback woman, she was trying to please Krishna by giving some sandal paste. So Krishna accepted it and he uh, gave a promise that I will fulfill your desire. So Krishna being the ultimate physiotherapist and chiropractor, he converted a sunshine woman to a most beautiful woman and fulfilled Kubja's desire. Kubja wanted to offer service to the Lord because she is a society girl and she wanted to please the Lord. In that way, Krishna did go to her place. But Prabhupada explains, not with some motive to enjoy her. So, I'll read that section. Krishna is served by many thousands of goddesses of fortune. 
Therefore, he has no need to satisfy his senses by going to a society girl. But because he is kind to everyone, he decided to go there. It is said that the moon does not withhold its shining from the courtyard of a crooked man. Similarly, Krishna's transcendental mercy is never denied to anyone who has rendered service unto him, whether through lust, anger, fear, or pure love. So listen carefully. In the Chaitanya Chaitanya, it is stated that if one wants to serve Krishna and at the same time wants to satisfy his own lusty desires, if one wants to serve Krishna and at the same time wants to satisfy his own lusty desires, Krishna will handle the situation so that the devotee forgets his lusty desires and becomes fully purified and constantly engaged in the service of the Lord. So Krishna will handle the situation so that the devotee forgets his lusty desires. The puja offers and will pay to the Lord, thereby pleasing. And in reciprocation, Krishna took away her lusty desires. Now I can see that the big line of devotees wanting to do uh, the sandal paste offering to the Lord. Any way of pleasing the Lord, so Krishna handles it in such a way, and there's a process, and then we have Acharyas who are subject matter experts coming back to this knowledge economy where you have those subject matter experts and again they come down and try to reach us by writing books, by producing audio tapes, by singing kirtans, by having videos as a Vani Media YouTube channel um, has great amount of video of on such um, videos. Looking at those very several of them. So, I would encourage devotees to take advantage of the various means by which the spiritual expertise is reaching us, and most importantly, to make it a practice to consciously engage in that and see the change in your own life, and that will give you more inspiration to engage further. And then, help others also, connecting others back to Krishna. Adhirasa experience that by getting more people closer to Krishna in whatever way, shape you can. I will conclude here. You can't wait all time. Any questions on what we discussed today? Since we are the soul, which is pure, and we have such a potent tool, which is our Krishna Mantra, how come after like so many years of practice, we would still be contaminated by the inferior energy of the Lord? Yeah, so um, we are pure. Uh, the higher Krishna Mantra is powerful. How come we still have plastic desires? Very good question, yes. Um, it's described that 
as you start the process, the it's like a pawn which is very disturbed and problem going so and then the pawn is disturbed until you stop going so and then leave it uh, undisturbed. So from the top it will seem as if it is really clean. Probably explain that within the inside there might be something that will come up and pop up and the bubble will come to the top. Even when nobody is throwing stones at it, you might see the silently, still the bubble will pop up. Where from that something is on the inside. So the purification has got different stages. So initial stages of bhakti, you may think that oh, I'm pure and then uh, that. So then that's the next step where you purify further. Then there's gross level of impurities and there's subtle. So it is a gradual process and we don't have to be disheartened if we are not pure uh, straight away. It is a gradual process and that's why the solution that's discussed today is applicable how we uh, purify us in the conditioned state by engaging in this service and uh, helping others also experience that. So the process is important, but to the extent we apply, we become purified. And uh, it's like a golden ring which is put in the mud. Now we are removing the dust, so slowly you start to see the gold coming up, but then you need to put a lot of effort and then you can't stop it. But gold, because it's put in the mud, doesn't mean gold doesn't lose its value. It's got covered. So it's like that. Uh, if you understand the meaning of the Guru Puja that we sing, uh, I highly recommend that you understand the meaning of it. It's good that we talked about Guru Puja. The song is written by uh, Shiva. So, please read those meaning of the guy that says that when uh, offering power to Krishna uh, and Prabhupada, do that with lots of love. So that that frame of bhakti, wherever that's there, the ignorance is destroyed. So we will read the translation of Guru Puja phrase at the time it was come. By uh, love, ignorance is destroyed. Yeah, so that's the whole idea of that. Bhakti gives you various avenues by which you can express your love. Whatever state, how much ever impurities you have, doesn't matter. That's not a prohibition. So you can start by you are, use what you have and do what you can in the process of bhakti. Yeah. Any other questions? Thank you.